Initiating startup secrets. You are now plugged in. Hey guys, and thank you for tuning in to episode 193 of the Plug and Play Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and alongside me, as always, is Tim. Welcome, minions. Um, so, we are back at the recording studio slash office slash nerd room at uh, my house. Slash Zelda's shrine. Yeah, Zelda shrine. Um, other than sitting in here, Tim, what have you been up to this week? Well, first we got to talk about what we're drinking, my friend. Oh, that is very true, guys. First half taste of treats comes to us from Hop. Hop Works Urban Brewery, or better yet known as Hub. We're drinking the Ferocious Citrus IPA. It's one of their seasonal drinks, guys. The Ferocious Citrus IPA is a uh, 40 IBU, 6.2 ABV. Take one sip of a hazy, crazy IPA and you'll be hypnotized. Big big citrus hops. Uh, Meet up with grapefruit juice for a complex and fun-to-drink citrus sipper. It's really hazy. It looks like... uh... Like Widmere Hefeweizen. It does. It really does. So, uh, cheers. Cheers. I like it. I like the grapefruit. Little kick. Mm-hmm. It's not very strong, but... Yeah, I think IPA gets used for, like, everything now. Like, I think this almost needs its own different category. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure the next year's Abyss is going to be the Abyss Black Soul IPA. Black IPA. Yeah. Black IPA. You, you might be onto something there. Oh, see? I could create my own new beer style. Yeah, you, you look at, like, the list, and, like, it's IPA is, like, a third of it. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I think it's a marketing thing at this point more than anything else. Pretty much, yeah. Everybody's like, oh, IPA craze, and then now well, it's kind of like... Hazy, hazy beers are definitely craze right now. Yeah, definitely that, right now, especially where we're at. Sours were the thing last year. Yeah, sours suck. I could never get into sours. No, I tried. So, um, so... Back to my question, what have you been up to this week? Other than not drinking sours? Yeah, other than not drinking sours. Did you um, drink anything else this week? Yeah. Nice. Okay. There's some whiskey here and there. Nice. Um, mostly after work, just a single couple fingers of whiskey. That cheap bottle I told you about a while ago. Yeah. It's about half full now. Nice. So, Costco whiskey. Yeah, just a little bit here and there. Keeps Sweet. it going. Um, so, I went to see Solo. Um, that is, is, that, the, is that musical? No, Solo is the latest Star Wars movie. Music movie? Uh, there's a little bit of music in it. Okay. Not much. Um, I would not... Yeah, I know you don't like Star Wars movies to begin with. Yeah. This is not the one I would send you to first. No, huh? I would send you to Rogue One. Is it like is it like his backstory? Or like yes. pre-story? Or yes. like post-story? It's, okay, spoiler. You know how he gets his name? No. So he's trying to become like a naval officer in the Imperial Army. Okay. Like the bad guys. Yeah. Because he wants to get off this planet, and he wants to be a pilot. And that's He figures that to be the quickest way to like, join the military. So he's being interviewed by this Imperial officer, and he goes, What's your name? Han. What's your last name? He's like, shrugs. Well, you have to have a last name for this form. Well, let's see. You're by yourself. I'll call you Solo. Han Solo. Wow. That really made me groan. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Was this a James Cameron production? No, it was Ron Howard. Wow. And Ron Howard plays it safe. And I I think a, a movie that's the backstory of a scoundrel and a rogue should have some hard edges, a little bit of darkness. And this movie's just far too glib and happy. And I don't know. Like, even when people died, I wasn't feeling the... Like, roses shot out of them. They're like, no, it's I a just, happy thing. I, no, I just wasn't feeling... It's hard to describe it just felt a very Disney esque. Like, that sucks. Like there were people were dying, but I wasn't feeling a lot of risk. Like first of all, you know Chewbacca is going to make it out. Yeah, because he's in the other movies. This yeah. is a backstory. Um, we know Han's going to make it out There was too. even some silliness with the Millennium Falcon. Then I'll leave that spoiler alone. But um, okay, you know what Cthulhu is, right? Yeah, you're talking about like the like religious okay. thing or like the no, mythological the, the, thing. Yeah, the monsters. Yeah, from, like from the deep like yeah, they want yeah. to drive you mad just by seeing them yeah okay spoiler there's fucking cthulhu in this movie that's weird that is very weird um i kind of like that part i mean it, it intrigues me but also it's like that's kind of dumb for star wars so there's like some backstabbing um i mean there's scoundrels and oh rogue. no really but like there was no chemistry like like lando was probably the most chemistry in the movie um just because the actor's really good i han was just like a 
the guy who played Han was just like a, I don't know, reminded me of like Hanson or some other boy band group. Like he wasn't roguish enough. He was too much of a pretty boy. Gotcha. I, I, they should have had a Cobain. I guess. That'd be better. It just didn't, it didn't strike a chord with me. And I know that some people are enjoying it and I'm glad they're enjoying it. It was a miss for me. It was a meh. It wasn't. Bah, bah, it wasn't bah, bah. like a, It wasn't like an. Oh my god! I hate this. It's terrible. Like Phantom Menace was. But you definitely would have saw My Little Ponies revamped over this movie. I would see that over watching this again. Okay. Just because I'd rather see something different. Um, there was some surprises and stuff at the end. Um, that could lead somewhere else, and that was sort of interesting. Is this before Yoda's dead? Yes. Okay, so he still pops up, obviously. It's actually before the very first Star Wars movie. The one that came out first. Okay. Like 10 or 15 years. So, like, the one where, like, Anakin's still, like, a child. No, Anakin would be... Oh, God. The timeline's really confusing. Anakin would be older than Han, so Anakin would be maybe 40? I don't know. Okay. No, he'd be more like 50, I think. Oh. Oh, I'm thinking of Luke Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker would... He would have been, like, a baby. Kind of, maybe like eight or ten. Okay, a kid. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just I'll never see this movie again. It, I didn't hate it, but it was just like who'd eh. you go with? My whole family. Okay, so we at least to, you don't have to see it again for your kid's sake. Right. We went to my favorite theater, the Roseway. Great popcorn. Good sound system. You guys fucking love that place. I do love that place. It's a hole in the wall. Like literally, we should be sponsors for them because every movie you go to is like I it's went eight to the bucks Roseway. no matter what time. It never goes up. It doesn't matter if it's 3D. The sound system is really good. The popcorn is really good. How um, are the seats? They're comfortable. And it's in a really crappy part of town, so it's never sold out. <laughs> like, even for a big movie like uh, Avengers or whatever. Oh. Well, that might get sold out, maybe. Um, wow. Well, and they have good popcorn. Great popcorn. Well, and it's like five fifty for a giant tub. Like, reasonable Jesus. prices. Alright, well, maybe I'll have to go there sometime. <laughs> if you actually see a movie, yeah. Hey, so, I saw a movie this week! Yeah? Okay. I did. I'm trying to remember what it was. Well, so we'll, we'll get to what you've been up to, so we try to remember by then. Okay. Because I do want to hear about this. So, while we were in the neighborhood, there's a place I've been wanting to check out for a long time called the Bulgogi. It's a, um, a Korean barbecue joint, basically. Oh, that sounds delicious. It's freaking amazing. Um, We need to go sometime. It's on uh, like 43rd and Sandy. Okay. Then Roseway's like 72nd Sandy, so it's just like, you know, straight shot down. Yeah, um, Really good food, like good and cheap, like 10 to $12 per entree. Uh, they had bibimbap, they had um, hot and spicy wings, we had some fries with bulgogi beef on them and cheese. Um, it was good, really good. I want to go back, except we didn't get to try everything. We looked at the menu and the pictures and we decided to get three entrees um, for all of us, which is good because we still had a box of leftovers. Holy shit. And you know I eat a lot. Yeah. So there was other items that I want to try out. They they have, they make their own noodles. Oh damn! Yeah, it was really good. Um, total like unassuming storefront. Yeah, and just a small family that runs it. Nice. Um, really good food. The only other thing I really did this week was um, finally write my review for uh, uh, Wizard of Legend. I saw that one out on the Button Smashers uh, channel. Yeah, so it was, it was good. I haven't written a review in a while, so it was kind of good to get back into that. Nice. I used some fun catchphrases like um, Potter level badass or comparing the game to a level one fireball. Okay. Yeah, I had fun with it. That's, that does sound fun. It was fun. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people are on the same wavelength as you. Uh, some people really get into it, too. Um, I'm I'm learning of myself that I'm not into roguelikes. Yeah. I'm just not. Um, I like a game that's crafted and has kind of a semi-guided experience. Even if it opens up and it's an open world, I like the parts of the open world where there's quests that you go on. Yeah. Um, I, I need things in context. I don't need something that's just randomly changing. Yeah. But the closest I've come to a roguelike situation I like is probably Breath of the Wild. Mm. And even that has... It's very guided. Well, it's not guided, but there's when you get to certain areas, like a certain thing is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Like you're, everyone's going to have the same shrine experience yeah. or the same memory. Like you might get there totally different periods of your gameplay. Mm-hmm. Like I might get there the first hour, you get there in the hundredth hour. Mm-hmm. But it's different than a, something like a, the map rearranging itself every time or something. Yeah, it's always going to be the same location. Um, and they've crafted that map and made everything. I don't know. So yeah, I'm just not a fan of roguelikes. Discovered that about myself. Gotcha. That's what really all I've been up to. What about you? Well, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and play this trailer because this is the movie that I watched this week. Okay. Oh, there's a fucking. Oh no, it's not. Never mind. Don't worry, summer's coming. 
Baywatch. Oh, just wait. It keeps getting better. Don't worry, summer's coming. Don't, don't worry. It keeps getting better. It's literally... Okay. It's just all women coming around in bathing suits. They're like melting ice because yep. they're so hot. Yep. I don't know if there's another one or not. Oh. <laughs> Apparently there is. Anyways, so we that's, watched... That's literally all the trailers. Uh, <laughs> hold on. I can... Uh, so, this, this is a good part uh, of the movie. Diving into the water, there's a fire on the surface. You can have me. Pero rápido, because the boat is on fire. Some other time. No! no. <laughs> throws off the boat. Of course, he has to take his shirt off for this. Yeah, let's keep people with their shirt off. Yeah. Do not go under that fire, Brody. Wait. I think Brody's going under the fire. Yep. Yeah. Brody went under the fire. Trust me. Oh, it's terrible acting in this movie. Yeah, everyone's impossibly beautiful, male or female. Yeah. Hang on. What? He's really good at throwing people off. Oh, boat. he's definitely good at throwing people off a fiery boat. We should throw him into the fire on the water. Rock's gonna rock. Yeah, this doesn't really work without visuals. No. <laughs> there's a lot of fire on the water, and there's swim right into it. Anyways, so we watched Baywatch. Man. How was it? I mean, get off that boat, man. It, uh, it, uh, you watched some bays? Yeah, it's watching babes. It was, uh, it's a comedy, I guess. Yeah. It was kind of interesting in some parts, but, uh, other parts I was just like, meh, this is pretty fucking stupid. But here's uh, this might show bigger boobs. No, I can't right. believe you killed my husband. He was my ex. I can't believe I'm here because you. Well, guys. apparently not. Because that's not what it says it is. But anyways, um, so we watched that one night this week, and I was working on a uh, project on the surface while I was trying to pay attention. I was gonna ask, like, did you actually give your attention to this movie? No. And you just answered it before I even yeah, asked. Yeah, no, it. not really. That's funny. Um, so I just started working back out again a little bit. I started running again and then doing some other stuff that we were talking about. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm glad you're starting that. Um, I worked outside for a little while again, which is a huge shocker to everybody that listens to this podcast weekly. Not really. So what were you doing this time? Uh, I just actually was just removing the, all the weeds I sprayed on the wall so I could put bark dust down. Cool. So, Did you yell at any children this week? Huh? Did you yell at any no, children No, I didn't get to yell at any children this week. I was actually very upset about that. Okay. Um, and then on... Sunday we met up with a bunch of the moms and dads that took that birthing class we took. Yeah, you guys and, keep, keep uh, meeting up. That's yeah, every once in a while. So there was like three moms, or no, th- four moms that showed up besides us, and then like three How dads. How many were there originally in the group? I don't remember, like 16? Okay. That was, so, I was just wondering if people started to drop off. They do. This, this period. Um, yeah, so like usually... So you're so, down to a quarter, basically. And it rotates people. Like oh, okay. That's schedules good. and stuff like that. So Okay. So it's not like a total drop off. It's just... No. There have been a few that have total dropped off. Um and then one of them that just says like never talk to us after the class, but it's like I got my baby, I'm out. Yeah, exactly. Um and then we swam all Memorial Day. So we just hung out by the pool, drank some Corona with lime, had a couple IPAs, just swam all day. It was that fun. Sounds nice. It was very nice. So, that's what I've been up to this week. Um, You want to talk some news? Yeah, I've got quite a few news stories. Oh, shit. Go for it. I prematurely ejaculated a new song on this podcast. Go for it now. What do you got for us in the news, Tim? So, this story... Okay, have you heard of the game Star Citizen? Yeah. That's the one that like, people spend billions of fucking dollars on building the it, ship, and then they all blow up. No, that's um, EVE Online. Oh, okay, never mind. So Star Citizen is a different game that got $150 million in crowdfunding. It's been in de- oh, this is the Kickstarter Indiegogo game. Yeah, it's been in development forever, and like you can buy like fake spaceships for this game yeah. that doesn't even out yet for like literally yeah. thousands of dollars. Yeah. Well, they've just launched their most insane um, package yet. Okay. It's a called package? a package for a game that's not out yet. Let's for remind ga- you for a game that's not out yet. There's th- no demo. There's no beta. There's lots of pretty pictures. 
Yeah, lots of pretty uh, pictures. Lots of pretty pictures and even some video. But okay, so this is the Legatus pack, which costs $27,000. How many people have bought this package? I'm not sure. Um, that's like a car. Oh, yeah. Um, so you can't even view the package, let alone buy it, unless you're already a concierge member, which means you spent a thousand dollars on this fake game. Holy shit! And yeah, um, the the people who are into this game are like very vocal about defending it, but like I think this is like the scam of the decade. Oh, this is definitely a scam of the decade. People are spending. $27,000 for a bunch of... You get a whole bunch of spaceships, basically, for this game that doesn't exist yet. I mean, it'll be cool if that game ever exists. You'll have a shitload of spaceships if they actually make the spaceships. So here's a big brick of the 117 ships you get. Holy shit. And it's a lot. And you get other items, like all these upgrades, like F-7A Military Hornet upgrade, Endeavor Biome Dome. Oh my god. Okay, so all these Endeavor people, Super Collider. These Electro people that are going to get it, how long are they going to have to spend upgrading each one of these ships with all these upgrades they've got? I mean, I don't know, but that's like probably the whole point of the game. You're just like, oh, look at my spaceship. I'm going to put this uh, this upgrade on it. Yay. Oh, it looks so cute. Oh, speaking of other games that aren't coming out. Yeah, so Valve, um, they put a... Should I say... In bad taste, they put a bullet in this uh, developer. I mean, the whole game's a bad taste, so why not? Yeah, okay. So, uh, I actually don't... Was the game called The Active Shooter? Yes. So, there was a game that po- we talked about, I think, last week, even we had mentioned that it was coming out. Did we? I, th- I think so. Okay, I can't remember if it we did called, it on the show. I can't remember. We talked about it, you and I. It was called Active Shooter. It's basically a game that allowed players to play through a school shooting scenario, um, either as a civilian or a... Uh, or as the SWAT team. Yes. Um, or the shooter. Or the shooter. Um, and so, obviously, in the USA right now, this is a huge epidemic. Which I'm sure it's around the world. But right now in the USA is definitely the, by far the worst. Like and, by magnitudes of 100. Yeah. And um, so, Steam obviously was like, Hey, we're not cool with that game. Well, we're gonna out, take the game down. Turns out the developer has like changed the name of his his company several times. He always puts out games that are controversial just to try to get sales. Um, he doesn't do refunds. Was this the one who did? He I did, don't. He I did don't. another like like a uh, riot shooting game where he just like shot up a, like a whole entire like riot. I don't think it's that guy. Um, but he just sounds like a scummy human being. Anyway, Valve. Um, there was a like a change.org like sign this petition yeah thing. um like all sorts of parents groups the the school parkland school like kids got really into this like yeah it's just this doesn't need to exist no like, it doesn't need to exist and if the guy can make whatever he wants free speech and all that but um and he can put it out for free if he wants to put it out for but free yeah i i fully support steam not putting this piece of shit in the market exactly so steam not only uh took the game down they also took the developer down from having any access to upload good any day, game. Good day, sir. I good said day. good day. We have put a bullet in your face, sir. And uh, so, yeah, that's, you know. That's that. That's that. And fuck him. Yeah, pretty much. So you like Pokemon, right? I do like Pokemon. There was a shit ton of Pokemon announcements today. And I haven't seen a single one yet. So, so let, me, let me sum it up for you. Um, there's going to be like a full Pokemon game on the Switch in 2019. Okay, so I'll wait for that. I'm kind of working backwards here. Okay. Um. In November, there's going to be a, a uh, game called um, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee uh, coming out November 16th. So what what are those games? So they'll have multiplayer. They're inspired by Pokemon Yellow, but they'll have elements of Pokemon Go as far as like how you catch Pokemon. Oh, God damn it. Um, so it'll take place in Kanto, the region from the original Pokemon Game Boy games. Mm-hmm. We'll feature the original 151 Pokemon. Each version, you'll have either Pikachu or Eevee. Cause there's two versions. Mm-hmm. And um, they're going to be this Pokeball thing that works with this game and also the Pokemon Go. There's going to be a little bit of crossover with Pokemon Go. God damn it. Yeah. Um, so it looks interesting. The Pokeball Plus um, will use be able to use that control oh, to bring... God damn it. Will be able to bring one of their Pokemon with them as they explore the real world. And uh, so there's going to be some crossover of the mobile app. Um, so yeah, it looks interesting. And then today, a Pokemon game was released, and I downloaded it 
And you're going to... Oh, shit. Sweet. Is it on your Switch? It's on my Switch. So, you're going to unplug your phone. All right. Let's check this out. You're going to plug in my Switch. You might hear a pop. Oh, you didn't hear a pop. Not that I heard anyways. Not this time. Plug it into the Switch, you will hear a pop, more than likely. Well, it's turned off, so maybe not. (laughs) So, I, I want your unfiltered impressions of this game. We heard a pop. It should be the first game on the list. Traces of civilization that used to exist on the island and could not could be a lot of precious loot to be discovered. Basically, we're like on a little boat in the middle of the ocean. My goal is to thoroughly explore Tumble Cube Island and cover an awesome loot. I'll be arriving in Tumble Tumble Cube Island shortly. I can't wait to see the treasures that await me. So now we have a, like a mass that has a Pokeball on it. We're zooming out. How would you describe the graphics? These are like 3D 8-bit. Everything's cubed. Yeah. It's like Minecraft-ish. <laughs> That's the part I was looking for. Um, Pokemon Quest. That's the name of the game. It's free. It's the name of the game. It says free to start. It's free to start, yeah. There's download packs you can get, of course. So, okay. There's like cubed Pokemon. I'm a drone? I'm a... Dr- I'm a... I'm literally a fucking drone. What do I do? I don't know. I downloaded... <laughs> Get your oh. first impression. Beep, 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 boop, bop, beep, beep. My drone, my Pokeball looking drone just crashed. Hmm. My Moby Ivy, the drone manufactured by Silphco, brought it to tech loot, is acting strange. What's wrong, Moby? Boop, beep, bop! Well, I guess we have no choice but to restart it. Beep, beep. Okay, so he just restarted it. There's Pokemon battling each other. There's two Rattatats beating up on Eradicate. There's a Pidgey beating up on a uh, Meowth. Okay. That's probably enough to get your first impression. This is, uh... It's weird. <laughs> yes. I think I just got molested by a Pokemon. So, yeah, that's free. You can check it out if you want. Um, it's definitely got a different art style than any it's, Pokemon game yeah. I've seen. Um, sorry, I popped the mic. So that's that. That's a, po- that, a bunch that's of Pokemon weird. news. That's very weird. Um, they haven't really given much details about the game that's releasing in 2019. Okay. That's going to be like, I'm more excited about that. like a full... Pokemon game. Hmm. So, stay tuned. Awesome. Um, Atari... Oh, we got an advertisement. Shit. Atari's retro console launches pre-orders quickly crashes Indiegogo. So... It's launched today, I believe. It just launched today after several delays and a whole lot of confusion. Atari's retro console set top box thing is available for pre-order. Um... So it looks like a wood paneled Atari, like yeah. old, old system, but it's it's not an old Atari. Tell them no. tell what's inside the box. I am looking for that right this second. Please. Okay, so this VCS runs the uh, Ubuntu Linux OS, mm-hmm. includes Radeon R7 processor, a 32 gigabyte hard drive, four gigs of DDR RAM or DDR4 RAM, and expandable storage. It connects to the internet and will support streaming video and online multiplayer games. Voice control is handled by four front-facing mics and two new controls, one retro, one modern, connect via Bluetooth. That's fucking powerful for, like, a little... It's also, like, 339 bucks, which is a, almost to a PlayStation 4 Pro. So... Yeah. And it's running Linux. But it's also coming with both of the controllers. Yeah. It does come with a bunch of classic Atari games, if you're into that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm honestly not. The cheapest Onyx, which will just be a straight black, and no controllers, is going to be one ninety nine. Yeah, but what are you going to do with that? I mean, if you maybe have your own wireless controller Yeah, you already? have Bluetooth controllers, but like, if you're into like Atari nostalgia, you're not going to get the flat black one. You want the but wood- if you're looking for like some hack and ROM shit that you could like break into easily and like load up fucking shit loads of you get ROMs. yourself a Raspberry Pi or some shit. I don't but know. But you're not going to drop a fucking Radeon R7 card into it. I guess. Maybe, maybe you want to load up the Nintendo Switch ROM emulator and play some Switch games on your fucking CVS. Maybe. It doesn't come out to 2019 regardless, even though the pre-order's up today. It's still weird as shit. Alright, so we play the video please? Yes, I will, because I am so, super stoked about this. So much stuff was announced today. You started the video in the middle, by the way. That's right, because oh. there's not a lot of sound until then. Oh, god damn it. So unless I wasn't want, supposed unless to Unless you want to hear that song the whole time. Oh, I, I do. Start it right where we put it. I mean, you can watch the whole video yourself. The visuals are cool, but you won't see that. Take me home. Take me home. Country. 
In Vault 76, our future begins. Yes, Bethesda announced a new Fallout game called Fallout 76. So apparently nobody knows how to count in today's video game industry because Fallout 4... No, it's the Vault, dumbass. Vault 76. Uh, That's what it refers to. Fallout there is actually Fallout good. Three, there's Fallout a, Four, Fallout None 76. of those. Re, none of those referred to a shelter. What are you doing? Um, none of those referred to a shelter. Um, so they like teased this for 24 hours Vault on Twitch. Vault 101. They finally released this trailer, which you should go check out. It shows like um, a Fallout shelter, all decorated with like ready for a birthday party. Yeah, it looks very lived in. It does. And like most of the the Fallout shelters you meet in the game are not that lived. No, in. No, they're, they're not lived in. They're abandoned. skeletons, all sorts of. There's a. Um, there's part. There's balloons. There's confetti. There's a sign that says uh, "Reclamation Day." It's literally going like the vault's dark at night, and it says "Have a good sl- uh, dream," and then, like it flips, and it says "Good morning." Yeah. Um. At the very end of the video, it shows one character slapping on a pit boy. But he's all by himself in this vault, by the way. Yeah. Um. He and then he turns around and has a '76 suit, and his pit boy has the date October twenty seventh, two thousand twenty one oh two. Uh, broadcast in the trailer features an official saying when the fighting is stopped and the fallout is settled you must rebuild um so people are speculating this will be an online multiplayer game so people are speculating and that it might be based in seattle no that's something else that's a mod huh there is a fallout 4 mod that's set in uh, pacific northwest you're mixing up two stories oh i want to check out that mod but that means i'll have to get the pc version I do have the PC version. You have it. I don't. So well, if we, there's a, there's if a free, we share accounts. That's cool. Yeah, there's a free mod that's, I think, still being developed. That, okay. Like, is set in, like, Oregon and Washington. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I totally would, like, that would be fun. Yeah. So, that's exciting. Um, a lot of people are bummed that it's an online thing. I'm not too thrilled about that, if that's what that is. But, you know. And a lot of people are pissed, too, that they're not talking. There has to be some sort of Elder Scrolls announcement, because they... Now they've done three Fallout since Elder Scrolls. Well, Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, okay, so there's been two Fallouts now since Elder Scrolls. So they're going online a lot, aren't they? Yeah. That's kind of a shitty thing. Yeah. But anyway, that's finally the end of our news. Yeah, you want to talk some tech? Let's let's do some tech talk. Zach, hold my beer. Can I drink it because I'm out? I mean, have a little bit. Thanks. Um, so last last week we recorded on a um, task game. Right. I was going to say they like on location. On location. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank gotcha. you. Gotcha. And I actually lost one of my pieces to one of my microphones. Yeah. Because like I was just throwing everything in a big bag. And if you know anything about me, you know that I'm obsessed with bags. Uh huh. Yeah. You're obsessed with bags. And yeah. So this week's tech talk is B U B M. It's boob, a, boobum, boobum, boobum. I mean, who wouldn't like to boobum? Yeah. So they make quite a few products. Um, they are basically organizers. So the first part, which I haven't used yet, is pretty small. You can put all sorts of cables, um, okay, like that, and there's a zipper compartment. But check this out. On the lower compartment, neatly organized, I have the Tascam. Both mics, both mic clips, and the, the XLR cables. Where are the stands? The stands won't fit in here. Okay. That's fine. I'd put them on a side compartment anyway. Okay. But these are the um, actual electronics. How much was this? 20 bucks. I got to get one. Yeah. And they make several other products. This is the medium size. I want something that will fit in my other bag, and it does barely fit in my tiny bag. It, you said it wouldn't fit. It totally Yeah, does. but you can't fit anything else in there now. Doesn't matter. Like I, I understand that, but I mean, you could just shove all this shit in there. It would do the same thing. But I'd lose it, like I just did. That's true. This you're organizes right. you're it. You're very right. Yep. This keeps it safe and organized. Yep, it does. I could look at a second and see that I have everything. And actually, you don't have to worry about your task cam getting the shit beat out of it because no. it's padded. It's padded. These organizers move around. Yeah. Um, It's a very versatile system. Yeah, no, it looks nice. It looks high quality. So this is a piece of tech for your tech. Yeah, um, I like that. I'm, I'm pretty impressed with this company. I just like stumbled upon them. The B-U-B-M actually stands for Be Unique, Be Myself. It's, I think it's just them trying to be English. They're not. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it seems fairly durable. Yeah. Um, I'm going to need to get one before packs. They they have different sizes, so definitely check it out. I've got a, a smaller one that rolls up kind of like a saddlebag. It just rolls up, but it has like all these slots for 
Because when I go traveling, I have a billion little cables. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this would be really easy to just slide everything in. Um, so it's neat. Yeah, that's so, really cool. Tech for your tech. B Sweet. U B M. Is that? Do you have a model number on that one? Uh, check out the bottom. Nope. Nothing. No. Never mind. All Sorry. right. I could show you on Amazon if you really care. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Sounds good, man. Well, we'll be right back after this music break, and uh, we will pick up where we uh, usually do. And we are back. Tasty Treats in Hand, second half, brought to us by Lewitt Brewing Company out of Vancouver, Washington. It is the Shadow Shinobi IPA. The skilled shadowy master of IPAs will take you by surprise, yet honorably leave you your, leave you and your palate intact. Aggressive late hop addition tempered with a stealthy fleeting bitterness makes Shadow Shinobi a formidable and respectable beer. So, Tim, cheers. Cheers. Not the first time we drank this. Probably won't be the last. Mm-hmm. You know you want to say something. Nah, it, it's uh, I like it on. T- I like it on tap better. It's it's definitely better on tap. It's definitely a lot better on tap. Um. So, hey Tim, you ready to kick it? Let's kick it. Hey, Tim, why don't you sex it up? All right. You're going to sense a theme in my Kickstarters this week. A little bit of anal? No, it's uh, it's two. It's a, bu- a couple of books. Both written from Portland, Oregon. Two girls, one book? Two girls, three books. Four books, actually. Oh, shit. Actually, more than that. Damn, um, literate? So, Erica Moen is a uh, webcomic illustrator and writer, and she does um, like reviews of sex toys. She Her... Um, uh, site is called Oh Joy, oh Joy Sex Toy and she's got a, a great sense of humor and I enjoy her reviews they're fun to read even if it's for products um, like for a woman that I'll obviously never use um, or will you mm, I have certain anatomy that makes some of it pretty you don't have problem. to use it on you I, I guess you're right there that's true um, so anyway she's a, she's a great author she makes um, really good reviews and she explains things really well which is why I'm excited she's doing this project. This is a Drawn to Sex, The Basics, a sex education comic book. Um, a fun, lighthearted, and helpful comic for young and old adults alike. It's like the basics of sex. Sex for dummies. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let her talk about it. Um, whenever you are done doing what you're doing, <laughs> play the audio. Hey there. I'm she Eric Lowen, and I love making comics about yeah, she has, like, red hair. Yeah. We're printing a new book, well, the first pink, in half, pink, half brown. It's nothing but our helpful comic guides about sex in one juicy book. I should get right this now, and just leave it in my daughter's like about 160 pages Oh my god, you should. That'd be fucking the basics epic. Of doing it. We'll be exploring stuff like, what even is sex? Barriers. Getting to know your sexual self. And how to have sex with yourself and others. We're making a book for everybody, whether you're looking to learn the basic skills or give it to a newbie who could use a fun and friendly guide to the world of sex. So the scarier part would be if she didn't say anything and she just says, like, thanks, Dad, and walks away. Right. With your help. This is important totally read it. to me. It's the book no I've been reading read for five years. Help me make an awesome sex ed book for the next generation. So I think this book would actually be really good. Like, Ojoysexytoy.com. Oh, oh um, I think this would actually be really good as an introduction to like a teenager or a sheltered person or whatever who doesn't know much about sex. Like, she has a really good approachable style. Um, really good at talking about embarrassing subjects in a totally non-embarrassing manner. Um, so I think this would actually be really good for people who have questions or um, yeah. So anyway, uh, the backing levels. Let's talk about that. It's looking for fifteen thousand dollars. It's got. Oh, wow. This is almost over. Sorry, guys. Um, oh, no. Sexytoy.com. The good news is it's totally back to $81,735, um, asking for 15000 So, apparently, I have to make my decision pretty soon <laughs> if I'm going to back this. Uh, I'll flip a coin or talk to Zach later. So, just the PDF of the book is 8 bucks. Um, the actual physical book is 20 bucks, And I'll get you a copy of the PDF and a wallpaper, which... I'm curious what the wallpaper would be. Um, going up to the top level. Vagina. Holy crap. $1,069. I love how they throw in the 69 Yeah. Visit Portland and hang out. Get 
a doodled and physical book, and when you next visit Portland, we'll take you out for coffee and visit our local sex toy store. Get to meet us. And there is one backer at this level. So Wow, I hope they live in Portland. So, sorry I'm talking about a project that's over by the time that you read this, but um, you should check out her work at, what was that website again? Ojoysexytoy.com. Sexy so, with a Y. I believe she does publish her webcomic for free, but this is kind of like a, a separate side project, so... Nice. Um, it's 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 really cool, like art that is sexual in nature, but not like designed to be titillating, like hentai or whatever. It's just like average people. There's no thirteen year old girl getting her. Yeah, sex it's on. just it's people you know with a little bit of chubby tummies and just getting the it on. Average person. Yeah, getting it on, having some fun. Nice. Playing with some sex toys. Sweet. It's all it's all very sex positive. Happy Portland stuff. Speaking of sex positive, check out Sex with Emily. Okay. It's a good podcast. Sex with Emily. All right. Sex with Emily. Okay. What is your first Kickstarter? Ice Cream Empire, a fun, strategic, family tabletop board game. I'm going to go and let them talk about it. You mean family games? I'm all about the... Well, after the sex, you make a family, man. That's true. Um, they might change their video. He should already be talking by now. Mmm, ice cream. You scream. Woohoo! We all scream for Ice Cream Empire! Hi, I'm Lars Thorne, and you may know me from such games as Uncorked, Read Between the Wines, and Brouhaha, which have become Amazon's choice for beer game and wine game, respectively. But I'm really excited about the game that we're launching today. It's Ice Cream Empire, created by my dear friend Colby. Hi, my name's Colby Goff. I'm the creator of Ice Cream Empire. The source of inspiration for this game really came from two places. One, growing up as a kid, my family played a ton of board games. In 2010, with a few of my partners, Josh, Zoe, Shiho, and Margo, we started an ice cream company here in Santa Monica called Sweet Rose Creamery. So we started opening up our kitchen Saturday mornings for these uh, free tours to see how ice cream was made. Like and cookie. all the elements of the business. Just a little bit. Candy. I'm glad it wasn't chocolate. Soft serve. So this is Ice Cream Empire. Well, this is just the prototype at this point, but it's a good start. It's a great start, and we are ready for manufacturing with it's your support. It's a map of the 50 uh, states. Tell us how it works. So the basic tenets of the game is there are two parts to every turn. First, you drive your truck. That's the first part of your turn. The second part of your turn is you can buy and sell ice cream inventory, or you can build a store. My favorite part of the game is the ice cream social. It's when you have a flavor craze where everybody wins. That kind of generates the flow of the economics in the game. And it, it's a social experience, which ice cream is inherently, so it's a good fit. So it kind of reminds me of like a cross of like Monopoly almost. There's almost a game. Yeah, the except the middle part. Right, so to yeah. win the game, you're going to build It does look like a Monopoly board in the Once you build eight stores, uh, you essentially win the game. But choosing where those stores go becomes very strategic because you can buy competitor stores, you can build new stores. You have the entire United States to choose from where you want to build your stores. So you have to be very thoughtful about where Nobody's choosing stores. Alaska or what Hawaii. Ice Cream Empire so you I mean, In a spiritual Hawaii sense, this is designed so that everybody wins. So everyone does build an empire. Everyone builds value. Uh, no one will just be iced out of the game. Supply it's not problems. a zero-sum game. It's just that it's one person will win you know the win. fastest. Yeah. So I've played this game a ton of times and love it because it's infinitely playable. But there's one part of the game that really stands out, particularly when I share it with kids. What do you think that is? The ice cream truck. The ice cream truck is what everyone responds to the first time they play because it uh, contains the ice cream inventory and it's a lot of fun to drive around the board. So this is really designed to be a family game. One reason it's ideal for kids is it's a great opportunity to work on your math skills, learn geography of the United States, learn some business skills, and have a lot of fun while you're playing. If you back it today, we'll be able to have it in plenty of time for the holidays. As you can guess, it's a great gift item for kids and families everywhere. So the beauty of Kickstarter is that it's really an opportunity to bootstrap a project. In fact, our illustration here was actually designed by my mom. So having done two Kickstarter projects before and been successful on both, we're going for three for three. And thankfully, I've got the all-star team ready to go. Empire, it's a game for you. <laughs> Ice cream empire, I'm telling you it's true. Just roll the die and move your truck. 
Have an extra social with any luck. Build a store, create a chain, make it so much money that you make it rain. Make it rain, bitches. <laughs> I scream, you There's scream, we kids all scream for Ice Cream Empire. It's a family game. Oh, we're just gonna let this right out. Please back with your name. This song is going on way longer than I thought it would. Yeah, me too, actually. I didn't listen to this song before. I didn't know there was a song. This is like... This is awesome. Look, he's waving at you through the car. Okay, if it's not over after this, I'm going to laugh my ass off. Ice cream oh, fire shit. is ready to go. The first second that I played it, I God knew damn it, Zach, you don't get to pick these. And now I'm so excited to be able to help get it out to you. So if you can back us today there. on Kickstarter, left, we can make Ice Cream Empire a reality. Let's do this. Cheers, Cheers to, you. to you. They just cheered us with ice cream. Yep. I don't think you're supposed to do that. Cheers, Tim. That's right, with beer the right way. So good. This is the longest 20 seconds of my life. Okay, little girl's cute. I'll give her that. Yeah. All right, guys. So, coming out of Santa Monica, California, looking for thirty thousand U.S. dollars. Tim, you got a guess on how much they have? Um, eighteen twenty. Twenty-eight thousand eight hundred eighty-six dollars. That was ten grand off. You're almost yeah. You they're almost there, man. One hundred ninety-six backers. Twenty-seven hours ago. So Wait, sorry. Two hundred backers. And how does that break down? Don't. Well, you do the math. Okay. Do you, here, jump out of your calculator really quick. Okay, hold on. Okay, jump to your calculator. Uh-uh. All right, so 28,886 86 divided by 90, 196. The average backer is paying $147 for a fucking board game Apparently. about fucking ice cream? Yep. Wow. Yep. He's got a lot of like stupid family members or something. Yep, he no, does apparently. Okay, I want you to scroll down. Don't even tell me the first level. What's the top level and what how people paid for it? Obviously, he's got an angel investor there. Okay, so two thousand five hundred dollars mm-hmm. is the brand your own ice cream truck. Oh God, that's three out of four left. So someone, somebody backed at that one. Somebody backed at two thousand. So I would brand it the plug and play cream your face ice cream truck, and then kids would have to play that. Yeah. Okay, that would actually be or your kid on the cover of the game, two thousand dollars. One person's backed at that level. I would do that, except send in a picture of Marilyn Manson. That'd be cool. Um, a thousand dollars. Your face on the five hundred dollar bill plus ten games. I would send in a picture of my ass. Somebody's got that already. Damn it. Yep. Um, seven hundred fifty. Ice cream private party at Sweet Rose. Four out of five left. Okay. Um, your face on the hundred dollar bill plus five games, seven hundred fifty. Um, but if you just want the base game, guys, you just want just the yeah. That's what I want to know. Cause like, how did he get one hundred forty six dollar average from all of his backers? How much is the game? Just it's just the game. Forty dollars. Get your copy of the inaugural printing of our new fun family game, Ice Cream Empire. Okay, that's reasonable price. So forty for bucks for twenty five. You can get a keep it cool with an ice cream freezer bag. Get a Sweet Rose Creamery branded freezer bag to keep your ice cream and other frozen items cold. How long do you think it'd keep a severed head cold? I'm sure we can email them. Oh, we should, so we should you tweet You can ask them. questions. We, oh, yeah. Somebody so, asked um, this Kickstarter how long a severed head would keep cold in their freezer bag. Sounds good. Um, or just get the scoop. Get updates for five bucks. Uh, I don't think so. I'm good. 14 backers. Oh, my God. Really? Yep. Just, just send me spam email. Yeah, here's five bucks. Here's yeah. five bucks. Yeah, those, send me those, spam. those are the family members that like. Okay, okay. fine, I'll back it. So now, if you and you know somebody else who has a family that wants this game, you guys can get the couples uh, level for seventy five. So five I hope bucks when off. you buy it, like they have like a chip in the in the top of the box, and that damn song plays every time you play it. <laughs> That's what I hope for you. Ice cream empire is coming for you. Okay, we have to end the episode with that damn song. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Enough of your fucking terrible Kickstarter. All right. I, I've got another book from Portland. 
Jesus. This one is from author Dr. Faith. She has a PhD. No, she doesn't. She, she does. I have no faith in that shit. Her book is actually fairly world famous. The first book is called Unfuck Your Brain. She's writing two new books called Unfuck Your Adulting and This Is Your Brain on Depression. And the, This Is Your Brain on Depression. Yes. So... It this is a funny little uh, audio clip. That the audio quality itself is not that great, but I'm going let it roll. Hey everyone, I'm Dr. Faith. You may have read some of my other books, it's Unfuck a Your Brain or This Is Your Brain on Anxiety. My new project she needs is plug and play for audio editing. Adulting, how yeah. to be an adult or adult. Hey, isn't this, this what is we bought last time? No, never well. mind. I've read a lot of other books on the market about adulting, and a lot of them are really more pragmatic suggestions, like how to sew on a button, how to balance your checking account, all really important skills. But my book is really more about the relationship aspects of it and just how to be a better human being in the world, or to quote Will Wheaton, how to not be a dick. So we expanded the zine, which had a few adulting ideas that came from a conversation I'd had with my daughter, into 52 ideas. So you got a couple options there. You can read the whole thing and, like, change and do all these amazing things immediately or you can kind of baby step your way into it and try one new thing a week um y'all smart motherfuckers really like the brain science shit and that's really cool so i'm expanding more and talking about the brain science of depression and where that shit comes from and so it helps you really understand how the getting better part works so we're going to talk about the brain science we're going to talk about what really works in terms of depression treatment and all the different options out there so you can create your own path of recovery thanks for supporting our project was she just doing the masturbating thing i don't know she sounds really cool though i she would does. totally like to hang out with her have a beer yeah. or coffee or whatever she drinks um and she's local to portland if she doesn't like drink said, beer we're not hanging out with her tim whatever people no no be- i no we're not there's been periods of time where i have chosen not to i beer. remember those periods and we're not fucking hanging out with her come on a little bit yeah. of bone broth come on bro uh, do some bone broth okay we do some bone broth all right um so yeah i i actually might back this it sounds interesting to me um so ten dollars gets unfuck your adulting and that's the one book or ten dollars gets you this is your brain under depression if that's the one you want okay twenty dollars surprise gets you both um, the level I'm kind of interested at is a $35 level, since I don't actually have the, the her original book, Unfuck Your Brain, and I've heard it's pretty good. Um, you get Unfuck Your Brain with a workbook that comes with it, and you get um, Unfuck Your Adulting, and This Is Your Brain on Depression. So you get three, wow, that's three, cool. Three books and a workbook, 35 bucks. Going to the top tier, um, 200 bucks gets you all the books and magnets and buttons. At this level, you get a copy of Unfuck Your Adulting, a copy of This Is Your Brain on Depression, Plus everything at the sixty and hundred dollars levels, plus the mental health bookshelf. Um, I think you get a lot of books at that level. So anyway, she's looking for um, seventy five hundred dollars, and she is currently at forty five hundred dollars and thirty six dollars. One hundred forty five backers, twenty eight days to go. Just launched. Um, unlike the other one, unfortunately, you can back this one if you're interested. Um, if you just want to get your shit together, um, she'll help you out. Sweet. So that's my uh, second Kickstarter. Um, well, just give me a few seconds. But yeah. There's a theme here for both of ours, actually. Mine's books. Yours is board games. Yeah, and uh, my next one is no different, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I hope it's better than that fucking ice cream truck shit. <sighs> actually, it could be worse. God damn it. Not really positive if this one has audio, guys, but it's called On Tour, a strategic role and write board game. Okay. We're going to go ahead and let them talk about it, hopefully. You're taking your band on tour. Mm-hmm. Roll and write your way across the United States. It's got another map of You'll America. Planning a Damn it, Zach. Tour, trying to visit as many states as possible. It's literally another map of Each America. Turn, you roll two dice and combine Again. them to make two two-digit numbers. Hey, hold You'll on. write these numbers on your map to indicate which day See? of your tour okay, you will spend in that state. Each turn, you will also flip three cards and pick two to use. The region on the card limits where you can write the numbers. But if you write your number in the exact state listed on the card... Then you get to circle that number, and that state will be worth a bonus point if your route goes through it at the end of the game. Turns are simultaneous. Dice rolls and cards are shared by all players. You all have to deal with the same situation, so it plays quickly with any number of players. Once all the states have numbers, draw your route to visit as many as possible, starting with a small number and then going to bigger and bigger numbers. One point for each state on your route, and a bonus point if that state is circled. This is game of on tour truck. can be learned in two minutes and played in 15 no, to 20. 
It scales smoothly from one player to four, twelve, I would or actually even play more. This game. The base would. game comes with play four player ice, maps, ice but additional game. maps are available. A variable setup phase that we didn't show means that scheduling your tour will be a different challenge every time. Hi, I'm Chad, the owner Hi, Chad. of BoardGameTables.com and the designer of On Tour. On Tour is a design that I'm really proud of, and I think you'll he be does, proud to have it. He hasn't blinked yet. Read a little more oh, about it down below, Thank and God. I'll be in the comments section answering any questions you have. One blink and all that. One blink and all that. It looks cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of actually intrigued by it. Um, so, on tour, guys, they're looking for twenty thousand US dollars. They currently have sixty one thousand two hundred fifty seven. Fourteen days ago, so just like Tim's last one, you guys can actually get this out of uh, Lenexa, Kansas. Okay. Um, eight hundred and ninety two backers. Okay. One dollars gets you a thank you. $24 gets you the game um, four-player edition. So that is um, on tour board game. Everything you need to play, including beautiful tri-panel maps, dice, dry erase markers for four players. Additional maps and markers to expand to more players available in the pledge manager after the campaign for $3 each. Shipping charge in pledge manager after campaign. U.S. is $5.00. Canada, EU, 10, and others ask. That's a reasonable price. Yeah, if you guys want to have eight additional maps plus a marker, so 12 maps total, um, $48. And the big granddaddy of them all, guys, $179, case of eight games. Eight copies of two were shipped to one address. Save one games, uh, save on the games, and save on shipping. Additional maps and markers to expand more players available, $3 each. So, 179 bucks, guys. Yeah, not too bad. Um, what do you... Uh, you want to talk about some games? I, I do, but I want to pause for a minute since we kind of randomly came up with a theme. Um, board games? Board games and books. So, is there a book that you read as a young adult that kind of stuck with you? Yeah, Soldier's Heart. Okay, tell me about it. So, Soldier's Heart is based on Civil War, um, and basically it follows a... You keep playing that music. Oh, okay. Um, it, has that, is that the one I'm thinking it is? Yeah, it is. Okay, then never mind. Uh, the, the harmonica part was kind of mm. going on with it. Ice cream. No, no, that's not Civil War. Oh, okay. <laughs> the harmonica worked, though. Yeah, the, the harmonica did work. Um, so, it was based off of a soldier that went out to war. He was underage at the time. Um, basically some of the memorable parts of me is that he's sitting at a post at like two o'clock in the morning one night, the Confederate soldiers across from him. Um, he can smell the Confederate's coffee and the Confederate soldier can smell his tobacco. They make a truce and they toss each other a pack of corresponding items. So the, the gentleman you're following gets, uh, uh, coffee and the other guy gets tobacco and, you know, they kind of whisper back and forth across the line. And, uh, basically it's talking about how, like, war and shit like that really fucks with you. And there's a thing called the soldier's heart, where it is, um, basically you can come back from the most fucked up thing and you just keep on trucking and just keep moving. And at the end of it, the, at the end of this, this guy's like 10 years past the civil war, he makes himself a picnic, goes out to one of the battlefields he was on and blows his brains out. All right. I love so. a story with happy endings. <laughs> so, the book that's kind of stuck with me that I read as a young adult was called Ender's Game. It's a science fiction novel. It's been made into a shitty movie. But, basically, it's a story of a a world at war. Um, we are invaded by this race that we don't understand what the original conflict was. And this kid is drafted because he's like a sub-genius to this military academy. And he goes, and it's like suborbital, like in space or whatever. And... It's really cool. There's different parts to his training. Some of it's like this kind of soccer game, but in zero G. Weird. And like it's like you, a Rocket League. It is sort of, but like without every, cars. Everyone's floating in zero G, and you have these guns that when you shoot a part of your body, that part freezes. So you can like, if it hit your legs, you can no longer move your legs. Like permanently. Well, just in the game. Or just for the game. Just for the game. Okay. Um, and then he devises a, a like a strategy. Like he would he'd freeze people on purpose and use those as shields. 
Weird. And like he had all these, he was he's a he has a brilliant military mind is what it comes down to. Okay. And there's this game he's playing at his console because they all interact with. Uh, this was before like instant messaging. This is like a somewhat older book, um, but in the in the book they all have these pads basically like what would be iPads now. But this is, again before iPads. Gotcha. And they okay. would message each other, and in the in the pad he had this game where there was this giant, and he like kills this giant. It's really freaky. Anyway, long story short. He is and pl- they ruined this movie, is what you're saying. The movie's not that good. Okay. I'm going to spoil the book for you. Um, okay. So. I guess I spoiled mine, too. Spoiler he's, alerts. He's being trained to be a military officer, and so there's all these simulations of, like, um, you know, besides the physical game in Zero-G, there's also, like, you're controlling the ship, or you're controlling a, a fleet of ships, and you're attacking, the, it's like a video game, where you're attacking this alien army, and it gets more and more, the, the um, scenarios get more and more difficult. And then finally, there's this final exam, and um, he is like, he has this tiny force, and there's an overwhelming amount of alien ships against him. Mm. And he basically takes one ship straight to the home world of the planet and nukes the planet. Oh, Jesus. Like, he genocides their home planet. That's he just, just like, fucked that shit up. Right. He takes, he just, like, he just goes straight past the end zone. He just he ignores everything. He has people like, you know, protecting this one juggernaut that goes in and blows up the world. And, like, the teachers are like, oh, my God, wow. And then he learns that that was not a simulation. He was actually controlling real ships. Whoa. And that's, like, the end of the book. <laughs> that's weird as shit. Yeah, it's great. Um, there's a whole bunch of, like, follow-up novels. None of them are as good. Ender's Game. Hmm. It's fascinating. So, follow-up question. Wait, hold on. I have another book. Nah, now we're gonna go to board games. God damn it! Okay, fine. What's your other book? It's called Zach's Lie. Really? Yeah. Zach's Lie or the Zach's Lie? Zach's Lie. Okay. What did you um, lie about? So, well. What did you lie about, Zach? I didn't really lie so much. Um, his I can't remember the exact details, but he ends up him and his mom and his sister end up going in the witness protection program. I think his dad, his dad's a pilot, and I think that uh, unbeknownst to him. He was smuggling drugs from one country to another, just being like a personal pilot. Okay. And uh, the person that he was a personal pilot for, I think, was a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know. And so his family ends up getting sent in the witness per- protection program. Um, and it, anyways, they end up moving to this little town. And uh, it's basically like him trying to like cope with like, A, losing his dad. Because, uh, you know, obviously the feds like want him back where they can prosecute and stuff like that. And, uh, like, learning, like, new friends and all that type of stuff. It's, it's a pretty good book. Okay. You picked it up because you had your name on it, didn't you? Actually, I was given it to me by my sixth grade teacher. So, okay. Yeah. I don't really have a second book. I mean, I always, I love The Lord of the Rings. and I love, Oh, that's a good book, too. And I love... Um, the Hobbit. I mean, that's all right. I like uh, Neil Gaiman's um, Sandman series. Never it's more it. of a graphic novel. It. It's really good. Um, but I wanted to ask you if there's a board game as a kid that you kept going back to and you liked. Since we talked about books and board games. My mom was blind, so she didn't really play a lot of board games. But whenever we did, it was like Monopoly. You play the Monopoly to this day. I do. Okay. Um, But no, we didn't play a lot of board games together. I played so. a Stratego. Stratego? Stratego? Stratego quite a bit when I was a kid. And I played it with my son. There's a Star Wars. I never Wars. played that one. I played Risk. Isn't it the same thing, basically? No. Totally different. Okay. Yeah, you, you can't tell how strong the enemy is. All it's sort of like battleship, but more complicated. Okay. Um, it's fun. Hmm. Um, interesting. So yeah, I I want to do that little segment because we've been playing kind of the same games we've been playing for a while now. Yeah, we have with one exception. Well, yeah. One exception. So you've been playing Jackbox and Magic: The Gathering, the card game. Okay, I've still been playing God of War. You're not done yet. No. Boy, get done with the game. I'm progressing, but like I only have like literally one or two hours a week to play. Um, so I did pick up a, a game on the PlayStation Vita. Do you need this thing? I do. Um, so I don't know. You're if, gonna hear a pop. That's fine. I don't remember if we covered the Kickstarter, but there was a Kickstarter from the original creator of Castlevania. Oh yes, we did. And um, that game is not out yet, but in the meantime, he's released to the backers an eight-bit version of Castlevania. I mean, you can't obviously call it Castlevania because Konami's a bunch of bag of dicks. But yeah, so um, this kind of eight bit esque um, game is called Bloodstained: um, Curse of the Moon. 
I'll turn up the volume a bit. And it looks and plays just like the original Castlevania. You obviously can't see it, um, but you can hear it. It's very colorful. Um, Looks like Samus. There's play some Metroidvania. The cool thing is you get different characters. So I could switch. This guy's an alchemist. Oh, wow, that's cool. You can switch on the fly. They all have different powers. Um, this guy's just got a sword. Um, this guy's a badass. He's basically a Dracula. Turn into a bat. Oh, that's cool as shit. What the fuck? Right? Is that like on the original game too? Um, I'm not sure. Um, the original game will be more like a modern modern version of, um, like a Castlevania game. Like a, gotcha. like Sympathy of Night, if you know yeah. what that is. Um, but this game is cool. Um, it's, it's pretty short from what I hear. I think I am, um, here's the map, I think. Um, I'm like three-fourths of the way through it. Nice. And I've only been playing for like 45 minutes, so... It's not bad at all. But I'm really enjoying it. Um, if you're into the old-school Castlevania games, I can highly recommend it. It's $9.99. Um, it's available for, like, I think every platform. I happened to buy it on the Vita because I had a 20% off code for PlayStation. And I didn't really want to play this on a PlayStation 4. It seemed more like a game for a portable system to me. Yeah, for sure. I would have bought it on the Switch, but it would have been the full price. I got it for, you know, $8, basically. With my coupon, so nice. That's not bad. Um, I like it. Yeah. So, so uh, that's what we've been playing. But there's a lot of games that came out this week. And there are. There's at least one I'm interested in. It's like one, one you're interested in. It's one of the first ones. Okay. Um. So are you ready to do the game releases? Yeah, let's do some game releases. Um. So guys, coming out May 29th through. Yeah, well, May 29th. Agony, PC, PS4, Xbox One. Agony's the one in hell where you, like, build walls with dead babies and stuff. Uh, what? Yeah, I'll show you a trailer after this. Yeah, you're gonna have to, I think. Um, Along Together, uh, VR, PS4. Bird Cakes, PC, PS4, Xbox One. Black Hat Cooperative, VR, PS4. Die for Valhalla, PC, PS4, Switch, Xbox One, Fallen Legion, Rise to Glory, Switch, Far Cry 3, Classic Edition, PS4, Xbox One. What the fuck is Far Cry 3? I don't know. Far Cry 3, Classic Edition. We'll have to look into that. Yeah. Harvest Moon, Light of Hope, Special Edition, PS4, Switch. (laughs) How do you you pronounce it? That's the fun part of this. I don't know. You tell me, Zach. Ikiruga? Nope. Nope. How do you pronounce it? Ikaruga. Oh, that's what I just said. Not really. Yeah, it is. Uh, Switch. K Bounce. PS4. Knights of Pen and Paper. Plus One. Deluxier Edition. PS4, Switch, Xbox One. Legend of K Anniversary Switch. PS2 game. What? Legend of K is a PS2 game. Oh, is it really? It is. Oh, shit. What's the anniversary, bro? Uh, apparently it's coming up. Metal Slug, Double X, PS4, Moonlighter, PC, PS4, Xbox One. You know what Moonlighter is? I do. It is like a, thro- like a thrift shop video game RPG where you play the... Uh, shopkeeper. Shopkeeper. It's fun. Um, no Heroes Here, PS4. Oh. Surf! The Hollywood Roast, PC, PS4, Xbox One. Old Man's Journey, PC, PS4, Xbox One. Don't that you have that on Switch or on... I have it on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looks weird. pretty good, but that's. Yeah. I, I could see it as a Switch title, not the other systems. That's weird. Uh, Owlboy, PS4, Switch. RBI Baseball 18, Switch. Uh, Sega Genesis Classics, PC, PS4, Xbox One. Shift Quantum. Uh, PC, PS4, X, or PC, PS4, Switch. The knockoff version is called Quantum Shift. Yeah. Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection, PC, PS4, Switch, Xbox One. Uh, Sudden Strike 4, European Battlefields Edition, Xbox One. The Journey Down, Chapter 1, PS4, Xbox One. The Perfect Sniper, VR, PS4. To the top, PS4, VR. Wraith? Wraith? Wraith. Wraith, that's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. PS4, VR, Yoku's Island Express, PC, PS4, Switch, Xbox One. I got to play that at PAX. You are a dung beetle that rolls up into a ball, and it's a pinball game. Never mind. (laughs) That's dumb as fuck. It's very colorful. Fox in Forest, Xbox One. Zam! Redux, Xbox One. Defoliation, Switch. 
Gabe. <laughs> Jikido Kentaro's Revenge, PS4. That's pretty close. That's fucking awesome. Icy Switch. Johnny's Turbo Arcade. Joe and Mac Caveman Ninja Switch. Just Shapes and Beats, PC uh, Switch. We played that at PAX. We did. It was fun. It was. Uh, Lost Sea Switch. Uh, Melanor. Sure. PC, PS4, Xbox One. Ninja Combat Switch. Overlord PC. Personality and Psychology Premium PS4. It sounds like a textbook, not a game. It really fucking does. Pirate Pop Plus Switch. That sounds like shovelware. Definitely. So is the next one. Quad Fighter K Switch. Smoke and Sacrifice Switch. West of Loathing Switch. Earth Atlantis. PS4, Xbox One. Illusion. A Tale of the Mind. PS4. Light Spear Double Light Spear Lichkbeer Double Spear Edition Xbox One Mario Tennis Aces Online Tournament Demo Switch What if I was an Xbox One? I'm like Mario Tennis Aces Online Tournament Nintendo Switch I mean, Xbox kind of, One That would sort of be genius marketing Because then like Xbox One owners would be like Oh shit I need to buy a Switch See? Mining Rail, Xbox One. And, oh sir, the Hollywood Roast, Xbox One. There's a lot of releases this week. That's a fucking shitload of releases this week, Tim. There's like three I'm interested in. I'll have to show you Agony later. Well, which ones are you interested in? Uh, Agony. I can't remember the other two now offhand. Well, look through a list. Uh, Moonlighter. Oh. I, I mean, I have that on PC, I think. I think we have that on PC, yeah. Um, I sir, there's so many on this list. I I forget what the other one was. I'm gonna play the demo, of the tennis game okay. when it comes out. I mean, it's free. What the hell? So yeah, those are the releases. I'm I'm curious what the hell um, Black Hat Cooperative is. It sounds like a hacking group or something that meets in a shady bar on Wednesdays. It really does. So let's check that out too. But that's uh, pretty much our show for this week. That is the show for this week. All right, guys. So don't forget to uh, check us out at facebook.com forward slash plug and play show. Twitter and Instagram at plug and play cast. And uh, you guys can always find us over at the Facebook. Or no. Over at thebuntsmasters.com. Read my shitty review. Exactly. And uh, plug and play gamer.com as well. So until next week. Don't forget I to scream, you scream, we Prime all scream for and Ice Cream Empire, it's a family shine. Ice Cream Empire, please back us with your name. It's easy to play, one scoop at a time. It'll be your favorite game, cause I know it is mine. Build a biz with you and your kids, so please back us on your starter if you want to exist. It's for little kids and big kids and all kids. That guy's cream empire